Just a warning, what you're about to see is a bit graphic. Chat. Here it is Monday, May 15, 2023, here, and with me as always, Billy Meats. Unfortunately, he got stung by a bee before we started tonight, but... What? You didn't? That's just what you look like now? Oh, you are Ooh. such a dick. Sorry. Man, I thought, here I am sitting here thinking that you're messing up text messages with, with another person. I'm like, oh, poor gal or guy. Got stung by a bee. No, I'm just obese. Thanks. <laughs> Jesus. I'll have you know, Dan. Yeah. That I did, in fact, gain weight. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Hurts so much. Oh, uh, man, it's, tough. it's tough. Me and the doctors, we still haven't figured it out, but we'll get there one day. We will get hmm. there one day. How are, how are you, though, man? Because we're not starting off on a great foot with you reminding me that this is how I look. I'm doing fine. Ooh, wait. Actually, just sidestep to the to the, the bodily girthiness that has occurred. Um, turns out that the ADP comes in handy sometimes. How so? Mrs. Gets on top a little. Got a little extra to grind against. Turns out I didn't have to do half as much work with the dick. <laughs> it was the, my, it was my best performance in years, and it was not thanks <laughs> to my unit. <laughs> oh, so she might miss that if I ever get thin again. <sighs> Which doesn't look like it's going to... It looks unlikely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. My brother told me... Um, you know, because uh, he and I both have very similar struggles. We we have well, obviously we have a very similar genetic makeup. Um, but it doesn't really matter what we diet, um, how much we work out. Like we we are just larger framed individuals, and it's really hard to lose weight. Um, and you know, he goes, "You might want to get your testosterone checked out." And I'm like, "Is that a thing?" And he goes, "Well." That's what they're checking with me. And he's like, you know, mine was a little bit off. I also started powerlifting. So now I have like the medication that I'm on plus the powerlifting. And he's like, I've never been harder. And I'm like, well, if I get any harder, I'll probably be in a hospital. I don't know that testosterone is my issue right now. But could you imagine my dick on steroids? I would be so mediocre. And what a win that would be. <laughs> it would just be glorious. <sighs> but yeah, so I guess that's the next thing I have to get checked on. It. You know, y'all almost lost me earlier this week in a house break-in situation. Oh yeah, I was supposed to remind you about that. 
Oh, did I tell you about it already? He texted me to remind you to tell you, but uh, oh, but I didn't tell you the story yet. No, I've not heard the uh, the story itself. No. Okay. All right. So we've established on this show, right, that I live in um in in townhomes, right? I can so give I, his address if you really want. I have. <laughs> you can. Um, well, actually, it's his neighbor's address. True. Down the street. So it's only like four houses away from me. Yeah. So could you fucking imagine? We're just both <laughs> standing on the upstairs part of our deck, just waving. <laughs> just. <laughs> You're like, wave a little lower. Your stomach's hanging out. Um, you got stung by bees again? Uh, <laughs> every day. <laughs> They're out to get me. Um, so, but again, townhome, so you're connected. Um, so I get a call. It's like, I don't know, whatever I texted you. So, or a little after, or a little before. There we go. I texted you. So I don't know what time that was. Um, but I get a call from my my neighbor who is at work. And he goes, I got a weird favor to ask uh, of you. It was Hot. Wednesday at uh, 8.59 p.m. Okay, so around 8.30-ish. Guy calls me. Uh, and he goes, uh, you know, I got a weird favor to ask of you. I said, all right, what's up? And he said, my garage door apparently just opened on its own. His wife was upstairs with their baby apparently freaking out. Understandably so. So I said, all right. He goes, can you just go over there and check? And I said, all right. So I walk out. The garage is open. So I walk in through the garage. And I get a text from him. And he said, just make sure that you're loud. I don't want her to shoot you. (sighs) Great. (laughs) So not only am I walking to a house that might Potentially is. You know, visitors. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just a not so swell human in there. I also have to evade the homeowner who apparently has a gun. <laughs> so I'm walking in and I'm the opposite loud because I don't know if there's a, a fucking criminal in there. So I'm toe tapping around. I'm just looking around corners. I'm, I'm trying. And now I realize I look suspicious. I was going to say, this seems like a horrible idea. I look suspicious. <laughs> so, you know, now the way that our, our townhomes are, there's, you know, a, a, the first level, which is what I always call our basement, but it's, you know, a ground level floor. Second level is your main level and your third level is, is all the bedrooms. So I get to the top of the stairs to get to the second level. And they have three dogs and they are losing their <laughs> fucking mind. I'm a pretty soft spoken person. As Dan can attest to, because he has to fucking bump my audio up. Thanks, Every buddy. fucking Love week. Yeah. <laughs> I do try. Um, but uh, so me yelling doesn't really happen. But I'm screaming. I'm like, it's Shane. It's neighbor Shane. <laughs> I'm screaming this. And I can't. It's not loud over the dogs. So she just keeps yelling. Who's there? Is there someone there? And I just keep answering as if she's going to hear me over this one. And finally, I was just like, fuck it, dude. Hopefully, when she sees me, she just won't shoot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on. So I Solid hopped the little dog me. gate. Right? And now their dog's bark has changed because they see me. Has changed from this, like, protective, gravelly, like, I'm going to murder this person. To those high-pitched, like, I'm crying. I'm so excited that you're here. Pet me. Please pet me. Keep touching me. Yes, right there, daddy. Those kinds of noises. <laughs> Which are somehow louder 
then the aggressive intruder, I'm going to bite you, barks. So I'm yelling more. I'm like, Shane, it's neighbor Shane. She goes, who's here? Who's here? She just keeps yelling. Do you think a criminal at that point is going to be like yelling back to her? I don't know. I don't know what I thought at this point. I I think at this point I was probably so so concerned that I was going to get shot thinking I was the criminal than another person being in this home. (laughs) So I now get to the stairs to yell up to the third floor where she and baby are located. And I am like criminal style up against the wall (laughs) so that she can't just have a gun pointed down. And I'm like, it's neighbor Shane. And she's like, who? I'm like, it's your neighbor, Shane. The next door. It's Jeffrey, the burglar. (laughs) 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 Oh, so fucking dumb, man. She's not answering. I'm like, I'm going to come upstairs. I must be the most polite fucking burglar ever. As I'm sitting there saying, I'm going to come upstairs. Is that okay? And now I'm like, this is where I die. This is it. So I'm getting up to the top of the stairs. And there I go again. I got one more turn of stairs before I can see into the hallway. And I'm hugging the fucking wall. And I'm just like, I'm going to just put my hand out. And maybe she shoots. And if she hits my hand, it's just a hand. So I stick my hand out and I was like it's me it's me it's neighbor Shane no guns fired and I was like okay I turn around do a quick peek and then back and she screams <laughs> and I'm like oh fuck dude oh fuck <laughs> so I hear her run into the master bedroom slam the door I'm pretty sure she dropped the baby because there was a large thud unless it was their gun safe and I'm screaming now from the staircase, I'm like, it's your neighbor. Your husband called me. She goes, why didn't you say that? I'm like, I've been saying that. So she comes out now, suspiciously holding the baby again. <laughs> and she's like, did you check everywhere? And I was like, no, I was worried you were going to shoot me. So she goes, I tried calling our other neighbor, but he didn't answer. I called Mike and I guess Mike called you. I said, yeah. She goes, can you please check the rest of the house for me down there? I'm like, no problem. You got it. <laughs> you walked past the burglar on your way up. Unbe-fucking-nounced to me or the other neighbor. He came in through the back door of the main of the first level, right? I'm checking the second level. <laughs> He's working up. I'm working down. We're quietly clearing little rooms. We see each other. We scream like children. He falls down the stairs. I tripped over and broke their gate. The dog started losing their mind. She doesn't know what the fuck is going on. She's getting ready to call the police. Now I'm laughing hysterically. Oh, shit. Here I am. My fucking Fitbit almost does it. If the microphone wasn't loud enough to pick that up for y'all, Siri uh, responded to Shane's pleas for help. (laughs) (laughs) It said, I'll call. Oh, my God. So now other neighbor is laying on his back on the the first level of the floor. I'm laughing, tripped over the now broken uh, dog gate, baby gate thing. She's freaking the fuck out. 
She just sent a man down to die. <laughs> he did. She thought she had a murder on her hands. Oh my god! So now I'm sitting there, and I now now I'm like I'm I'm. I know there's no one in the house now. It's been checked by, you know, one and a half people. So I just don't even think about it. That everything she just heard, she thinks there's still a threat. I know there is no threat. It was other neighbor. We were we were checking the same areas. Oh, so I'm going upstairs now, laughing, not even care. She and I tend to laugh like the Joker <laughs> when I am like really, like I am like it's a cackle. It's it is maniacal. It's not. <laughs> it's wild. So I'm laughing like a, a fucking <laughs> lunatic walking up these stairs. I just blew not, that guy away. <laughs> not even thinking the about a fucking yeah. thing. And she yells, I have a gun and I'm going to shoot. And I'm like, you don't have to shoot anybody. And I'm laughing. I was like, it's, you know, I say who it's, it's her oh, other neighbor. God. And she's just like, who are you? I'm like, again, it's neighbor Shane. And now she 1000% thinks that I broke in and that I have now committed another murder of someone in the home. She's freaking the fuck out. Oh, God. Mike's calling me. It was shit. My neighbor's calling me. And I'm like, I put him on speaker. And I'm just like, can you just tell your wife that it's just me and that you asked me to come over here and do this? So she sits there. She answers. Everything's fine. I get out of the house. I help my other neighbor get out of the house. <laughs> We locked and secured the property. We all, I gave her my number. I was like, I don't know how I only have your husband's number, but here, if something's going on again. Well, this idiot thought he was funny. He opened the garage from work again just to see what would happen. <laughs> she lost her mind. She's calling all of us again. We're now on like a four-way call. So it was to- him the first time. No, we have no idea how or why the garage opened the first time. We still don't know. It's terrifying. Um, but point of it is there, there was no one inside. Everything was fine. Um, so I'm sure some some malfunction of, of some kind, whether it be with the app or whatever. Um, but so the next night we're – or two nights later we're having a fire and – she discloses to me that, that she had had a rape fantasy and she thought that her husband was just giving it to her. And she thought that was pretty cool. Well, there's a wild turn. I didn't expect this story to take. <laughs> she thought that I am intimidating enough And secure enough in my body to hold down another human being supposedly unwilling for a sexual encounter. Hmm. Fucking blown away, man. (laughs) What a fucking night. Yeah, sounds like it. Whew. I'm going to have to edit that in earlier in the show because it was fucking funny to wait for the hour and ten minute mark to... God. I'll tell you what, man. So, 
<laughs> so I went, my buddy was in from Florida um, over the weekend, and we all got together, uh, got together for some for uh, dinner at a restaurant. As we're leaving, one of my one of our other friends goes into the restroom. He comes back out as we're all waiting for him. We're outside, and he just has a look of horror on his face, and his hands are up, and his head's just shaking. And we're like, you good? And he goes, I don't know. I said, all right, we'll explain. He says, I just had the weirdest restroom interaction I've ever had in my life. I said, oh. We're somebody fucking, eating a cheeseburger again? Said, we're going to fucking fuck that person. Like, we're in a fucking Longhorn steak. Like, I don't know what you expected. But there he is at the urinal. And a child is peeing next to him. This isn't strange. Children pee too. What? The child, confidently apparently, turns to him, looks him dead in his eyes. When did you get here? <laughs> Our buddy was apparently in there first. He said, I don't know how to respond. Like, my dick's in my hand, and there's a child making direct eye contact with me. I, do I finish? Do I pinch it off? Like, what's happening? So he just goes, a uh, couple minutes ago. That's cool. Where are you from? Now my friend sitting here is like, what the fuck? Is, is there, a, is there a, an adult with this small child right now who's just making full-on conversation? <laughs> so he's just not answering. The kid apparently just keeps going, where are you from? What did you have for dinner? Where are you from? Did you like their bread? I like their bread. He's just having a full-on conversation. Now, at this point, I should say it sounds to me anyway as though this kid's probably a little on the spectrum of some capacity or just extraordinarily friendly. Who knows? Might have the most annoying parents on the planet. Um, what better place so, to chat it up? But there's got to be a line. So here he is having this conversation with my friend who finally has made the decision to stop urinating, which is a painful experience as anyone who's ever tried to stop midstream can tell you it's not pleasant. So he pinches it off and he goes to wash his hands. The kid goes, why are you leaving? <laughs> this is fucking terrifying. Now it's gone from, from strange to terrifying. The horror leaving? movie. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm done. And the kid goes, no, you weren't. You stopped. It was loud. And then it just stopped. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is all the story that's being told to us from my buddy who lived this experience. He didn't know how to respond. So he just said, I, I got to go. And he goes, who are those other guys at the table that you're with? So my buddy goes, are you a fucking cop? <laughs> He's like six. <laughs> and he goes, no, but my dad is. <laughs> and he goes, great. I got to go. And he goes, well, wait for me. I need someone to open the door. My, my friend apparently asked him why. And he says, well, after I wash my hands, I don't like to touch the handle, which is a normal fucking thing. No That's problem. Yeah. And he said, they don't have paper towels in here. I, th I suppose they're cheap. They only have air blowers. I'm not wearing long sleeves today. 
Neither are you. But your shirt's long. You must have used to been fat, is what this kid said. Because my <laughs> friend did lose an ass load of weight, and his clothes, none of them fit him. This guy, my buddy, decided to open the restroom door for him with the bottom of his shirt as if it was a normal thing to do. The kid apparently said, thanks, chap, patted him on the ass and returned to his table. (laughs) We saw the kid when the family left because we were outside for a little bit talking before my buddy had to head back to the hotel. He could not have been more than six or seven years old. Thanks, chap. Hits a stranger on their ass. What a fucking interaction. I could never go back there. I've had some strange (laughs) restroom interaction. There's another fucking place you can check off the shame can go back to location. Yeah, 100%. Have you ever been back to the diner, the disappearing waitresses? Yes. Wow. I did. Uh, We actually had a... uh, it's like the I still think about that story from time to time. It's it I lose sleep over it if I think about it too much because it's so fucking weird. But uh we so it's like the midway point between me and and our our business partners. So we <sighs> stopped there to have a have a meeting about hiring or whatever the fuck it was. Um And the latest thing from them is that they charge you to use a credit card, which most places do. It's just kind of worked in. The bill was like $100, say, for four of us. They charge you $14.95 to use your credit card to pay, which I didn't know. And then they also mistake or had mistaken the tip because they don't write it in. They type it in for you, which is fine. A lot of places do it. So we ended up paying like 157 or $167 or something for four of us to go to a diner to eat breakfast and leave. It was absurd. Hmm. So we called the next day and I gave them the receipt number and everything. And I was like, hey, I was like, you know, I think that you, know, you guys put some, you know, some shit in wrong. I was just wondering if we can correct that. We got. No problem. What's the receipt number? So we sit there. We tell them it doesn't exist. Now I assume it does exist, and you just don't want to fucking fix anything. But the off chance that it doesn't, I think everything disappears. If I kept going there, sooner or later I'd die, or not die. I just transfer into another portal of existence. Yeah, just disappear. That's it. <clears throat> Which wouldn't be the worst thing, right? What if I'm thin in that portal? What if all the fat people are skinny and all the skinny people Shane are... doesn't answer on the call. I'd be like, well, he fucking disappeared. Went to the damn diner. <laughs> That's a hell of a way to end this show one day. When you and I stopped working together, just, Shane went to the diner. He disappeared. Never came Can't back. do a show again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he crossed the rainbow bridge into the disappearing oh, diner. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it's still an upsetting story. Oh, shit. Huh. Huh? What? I was just distracted, that's all. By? There are blue cabinets in this house, and I'm baffled. 
Oh, we still have something here. I should fucking still. Well, I've more or less given up, but I just got a listing sent to me, and I'm checking it out. And nice place, not for fucking six hundred grand, but it's a nice place. You familiar with Paris Hilton? The guy or the girl? The girl, not Perez. Hmm. Are they related by any chance? Does anybody know that? You know what? I don't. Know. I actually have no idea who Perez is. Like I know he exists. I know he's an overly flamboyant guy, but I don't know what his. Uh... I assume his name is Perez. I think so. Should I? Well, I feel like it is right in front of me here. Yeah, yeah. Hit the Google machine. No, the reason I ask is, you know, I, I have this game seven on in the background here, which is getting ready to start, and there's this Paris Hilton commercial that keeps coming up, and I turn to Stephanie and I'm like, "This is the first time that I'd seen this commercial a couple of days ago, whatever it was." I turn to Stephanie, I'm like, "Is that Paris Hilton?" And she goes, "Yeah, she looks nothing like Paris Hilton." And Steph had the audacity to tell me, obviously, she does, because you just asked, is this Paris Hilton? And I said, hold the fuck on. I watched the commercial in its entirety just to see the name Hilton come up, which is the only reason it jogged me to say, this must be Paris Hilton. Can we all just take one moment here and just agree that whomever her surgeon is, is wonderful. She looks amazing now. She's never been attractive a day in her life. Until this commercial. Gorgeous. I need that guy to take off all the stomach fat on me. Probably the fat of a else, too. So they're not related. Perez is like his gimmick name. Oh. Mark M- Mario Armando Lavenderia Jr. Okay. Hmm. <sighs> How do we get off on fucking Paris Hilton anyway? What is happening? There was a commercial that's on, and she just looks like an absolute 10 out of 10. Hmm. And I've never been a fan of her. Ever. Now. Now I am. Oh, man. How was your week, though? Are you uh, all things all things swell? Um, yeah. This computer sounds like I'm going to blow up. I'm trying to address this here, but it's not working. But it sounds bad now. It did not sound bad 10 seconds ago. Because I keep muting my mic here to uh, hope that, that it passes, sense. and it's not passing. So <laughs> I'm trying to, uh... <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. Nothing happened kind of week. That's, uh... Okay. So went to the Iron Pigs on Saturday, kind of a last-minute thing, and it was the first experience with the uh, checked pitch. Uh, the review gimmick. Dude. Steph was there that night too, um, and or maybe she went Friday, Friday or Saturday. I can't recall what night she went. And she texted me. She's like, "When the fuck did this become a thing?" She's like, "These guys suck." Apparently, there was one that was like several baseballs outside of the zone. She's like, "I can't even believe that it's, they had to check this." That is the thing. Like it was, it doesn't take long. Obviously, no. they put the gimmick on the thing with the the box and where it lands, whether it's a strike. Or, it doesn't take long. It does become annoying though when it happens, you know, a dozen times in the fucking game. Of course, but I do have to say, at least three fourths of the calls were over- overturned from what they originally were called. So it's wow. doing its job clearly. Sure, but um... where do you stand on stuff like this? By the way, on see, you know, the robot this is the whole and... thing is like. There are times when, you know, uh, one of them was uh, noticeably bad call, right? That got overturned. Sure. But then some of them are like 
on the line and just far enough over. Yeah. And I'm like, God, what? Like, there has to be some level of human error when yep. it comes to umpiring. And when you're getting that technical, you know, down to the, you know, fraction of an inch, whether or not this one counted, it's like, eh, I don't know. That one, I feel like you lose me. But yeah. So, like, <clears throat> I, I genuinely feel like if we just held them to a higher standard and I understand that it's a thankless job. It's really difficult to go in there and, you know, and especially in today's baseball, um, really in today's sports across the board, like how fast these games move, the televisions being what they are now, replay being what they are, social media being what they are. You can clip anything and show any, anything and just show a fraction of it to prove an argument. It's difficult to do what they do. That being said, like, when you take a look at like the umpire scorecards, like that Twitter account that comes out, if you're missing 17 pitches in a game that you've called in correctly, someone's got to go to that person and be like, dude, like we, we might have to not put you behind the plate. Like there might be like, we have to figure this out. Um, and that, that same, like, I feel like we could do that and not have a need for robot fucking umps. Like, I love the human element of sports and officiating. I think that it adds a villain where, you know, obviously, you know, everyone else is sitting here and, you know, if you're if you're the Flyers and you're playing whomever, you're, you're rooting for the Flyers, you know, except for last year when we want them to tank. But, um, you know, but having referees and, and having them out there, like when they they can just there's an influx of emotion when they're there, when they fuck up, when they, or when they make really, really good calls that, that do, you know, break your way. It's, I don't know, man. I like, I hate the idea of going to all robot umps and, and I know it's where we're going, but fuck dude, there's just gotta be a better way. You're just taking all the emotion out of everything. Yeah. It's just, there's got to be if you. I think you're right. If you just held these people to some kind of standard, um, a lot of the um, bullshit calls would go away, and then you can have you can live with the the human error stuff. But you know, they don't have to answer for their sins. So I just think that's the thing. Like make, I, and I've never understood this either. Um, you know, for as much as you know, especially nowadays in sports and and with social media, people say you know. Oh yeah, 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 it's not a game unless Scott Foster, you know, uh, you know, brings himself in and and makes West it about McCauley. him. Yeah. You know, yeah, like if if you have these names that we've known for our whole lives, fucking things up, that's not good. Why don't we have them if they want to make these games about themselves? You know, if they have that much of an ego, and that much of a just a, a blatant call it whatever, um, why not have them talk? After the game, we make coaches talk, we make players talk, we make GMs talk. Why not sit there and, and say, hey, you got to answer to the, the media too, man. Like, you blew 17 calls tonight, you know, one of which was this. Like, holy shit. Yep. Yeah, so I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I thought, I, I, it must have been new, because this was the first time that it happened that I was at a... Game, well, granted, I've only been three or four, but this is the first time that... Uh, yeah, we've been to like four or five as well. Um, <clears throat> and it was the so, first time... It definitely wasn't there a couple weeks ago when I was. No, so. no, last homestand was not there, so... Yeah, so, yeah, uh, like I, I said, I, I feel like you and Steph are probably at the same game. It's and fine. she said, it's honestly, fine. the exact same thing you said, was there was one where it got overturned, but like they had to zoom in, 
to show if it was or was not mm-hmm. touching the outside yep. of the strike zone. And she was like, you don't over fucking turn that. Like, if you got to zoom in that much on a digital thing, like, it's that's it. It's whatever the call fucking was. That's what it was. It yep. doesn't matter if it was right or wrong. Like, fuck off. Yeah, that was the, the, the thing where I'm like, <laughs> I feel like we're going a little overboard with that at that point. And you have to break it down to the millimeter um, to figure it out. But, yep. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the rule is or how whoever gets how many, but man, it felt like there were a lot of them in that game. And when they were like three or four in it, it's like, all right, like let's fucking move on here. So it's like fucking throwing to first. It's just, it's I get it, but Jesus, tap dancing Christ! When you start doing it all over and over and over and over and over again, like fuck off, let's just hurry sure. up here. You're trying to slow, you're trying to speed these fucking games up, and here you are with the thing that's just driving me absolutely nuts. Um, that's another fucking thing, man. I don't need any of these games across any sport sped up to me why are you trying to capture fans that are likely going to be at best a casual fan who drops in a couple times a month why i don't know there was a video of tim anderson shortstop of the of the white Sox that was going around everyone originally thought they said that he had said i hate this place uh, you know a la alec bohm um, but he had said, I hate the pitch clock and it is, it's one of those things where, you know, I sit there and I watch with, with baseball, you know, I, I watch a lot more baseball, non Phillies related than I've been watching Phillies related lately. Um, but you do, you watch and there, it's just, there's something very inorganic about this game. Now it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like baseball. It's, it's a bit like what I imagine genuinely, Walking into a chess match, like a, a chess competition, and saying, hey, this is regular chess, go ahead, enjoy, versus, hey, this is fucking speed chess where each player has, you know, no more than 15 minutes on their clock to use, and it's just constant move, this, this, that, and that. It's a totally different fucking experience, um, and I just think that they've, they're, this is one I really hope they revisit. I don't know that they will, but it's, uh, it's pretty shitty. While we're on the uh, topic of sports, you have any thoughts on the Flyers hiring Keith Jones and Danny Maria? Um, man, uh, I I was disappointed. Um, I I really like what what Torts did, um, and said I, I appreciated him coming you know coming out and saying, you know oh you know like we, you know it's about the people who cares what their history is and like trying to kind of spin it in a way that's like, man, like let's not make these guys lives impossible to start. Um, but I just, I really wanted something new in here, man. I, yeah, that's, uh, and, and Hey, like I'm, I won't, I won't be that person who is going to run around. You know, if, if this fails, I'm not going to be like, mm-hmm. well, I fucking knew it. And if it succeeds, I'm not going to be like, mm, yeah, well, it's still probably going to fail in the future. This was still stupid. No, I'm I'm going to give him the the honest go just as I would with with anyone else, but it's it was a tough pill to swallow. Um from a guy who really wanted the organization to kind of show that they can distance themselves from that created um it's frustrating, dude. It's it's really frustrating. The only thing I can hope is that, you know, Briere is a guy who, by all accounts, is extremely smart, um, and he's 
I have to assume he's well enough in touch with reality to know how hated Chuck Fletcher was and, and the last several years of his time here and, and the way that he ran this team, the way that he spoke. Um, and I would hope that carving him carving out his, his own niche, you know, as a first, first year GM, um, hopefully he, he is, I, I don't know, man, I, it's, any way I talk myself into this, I, I get fucking angry or, or upset, not angry. I get upset. Um, you know, but I, I just hope that between the two of them, there's enough of a pulse on the city to know that we fucking hate you and it's deserved. You got to win it back. Hopefully they go out there and they make something happen. I just, I don't know that, that I'm here. Yeah, that's my takeaway as well. I've written now two full length articles on this. I've done a show. I'm going to do another, yeah. you know, quite a few in the next few days. And, you know, they are banking on Breer and Jones and their passion <clears throat> for the team and nothing and more city. than that in the city. And, yeah. you know, maybe there is more skin in the game for those two than there would be bringing in an outsider to actually make moves and figure this shit out and kind of save this team. They'd be goddamn heroes if they did that. You know, yeah. I mean, Keith Jones as much uh, said as much during his press conference where he would not have taken this job with anybody else. He wants it with the Flyers because he wants to leave. It's like, you know, there's something sexy about the unknown there. There absolutely is. And I think that's what people immediately fall back into is the same thing with Ron Hextall. You know, oh, former player wants to come back and lead the team to glory. Great. You know, but there is a whole lot of inexperience between those two. Mm -hmm. And that is one of those pills that I just cannot swallow without you... first seeing what they bring to the table. And this offseason is going to dictate heavily how I feel about that. Absolutely. Um, you know, if they don't do anything, if they don't pick a direction through their actions during the offseason, you know what, I'm going to... I don't want to sit here and say I was right, but I was right. <laughs> so... You know, it's really up to them about how I feel about this. I, I just, this organization does not have the benefit of the doubt to have my blind trust at this point is simply what it boils down to. And the hometown ha-ha rah-rah bullshit that they're bringing here, not cutting it. That is not enough for me to ignore the last 10 years of failure to just pretend everything is fine now that Danny fucking Briere and Keith Jones are here. So where do you stand with you know, so much of being successful in, in those two positions is your ability to build relationships and uh, to, to build a, a culture that everyone believes in, right? And that's relationships with your players, it's relationships with your fans, but it's also relationships with other organizations. You don't build this team straight from the draft. Like, it, it's there's no way that they're going to be able to do it. Like, they're going to have to figure out ways to get out of really shitty cap situations. They're going to have to... And a lot of that is going to be having conversations with GMs who, quite frankly... They could take fucking full advantage of both of these guys. Everybody on the planet knows we have to get out of some of these contracts uh, that we, we, you know, what we're up against the, you know, the hill that we have to climb to come back to being relevant in the, in the hockey world. I I'm so torn on sitting here thinking like, man, I would have much rather someone whose voice has been in these rooms for a lot longer. Who's got a, a well-established line and relationships to all these other organizations that maybe they can make some of those moves be because they have those relationships a little easier than someone like a Danny Briere, you know, and Keith Jones. Like, it's just, I sit there, man. And, um, I worry about that. You know, we're in such a difficult place for the two of them to be successful as 
you know, as both being new to the position. Um, I think that's a big worry for me. Yeah, and that's the uh, that's the the side of that. There's the very real question side of all of that is. You know, Briere, by all accounts, is a smart guy. When Keith Jones got hired, every last person had to say had to say something great, and that's great. I'm glad they're good dudes. I'm glad they're smart people. They're very good at what they do individually, but these are two completely different tasks that they have now in front of them. And Cole and I were talking about this over the weekend, and I thought he made a hell of a comparison. He goes, you know, I can play guitar. I can record. I can edit it on GarageBand. I can produce a song. But does that mean Metallica is going to hire me to produce their next album? The answer is no. I'm good at what I do. I can do it on my level. But am I anywhere near ready to play with the big dogs and this kind of thing? You know, and that's kind of the thing is is they can do their thing. They can do it well. I'm sure Keith Jones has a basic understanding of every player in the league is a broadcaster and you know, all this stuff. And Briere's smart. But there is that thing of this is this is different. You know, I said, well, Danny Breer worked in the ECHL. You didn't mention that in the piece today. Because it doesn't fucking matter. Organizing bus transportation in the ECHL is not managing an NHL team. That is just, <laughs> it's that level of, they're, they're that big jump, that big difference of, you know, even the positives that each one of these two possess individually, can they rise to the occasion and do the job that they are given right now? And that's my fucking question. And that's all I have to fucking question here. Everyone gets so fucking angry at me for not just putting this blind faith in this team on Twitter and whatnot. But holy shit, like, there are legitimate, serious questions here about the capabilities of these two guys as first-time leaders of their franchise. I, yeah, and and that's exactly where I'm at with stuff. Um, you know, I, I, don't inque- I don't question their intent. Um, like, I don't think they're walking in the door... You know, I mean, I always felt like, and I know some people actually really, and I, you were one of them as well. Like in the beginning of Fletcher, like it was a breath of fresh air to hear someone speak to the media and to the fans the way that he did. By the end, he was the antithesis of that. Like yeah. he, it, it just did not work out. So, you know, I don't, in, I don't question the intent that each of these individuals will bring. I, I do, and I believe it's valid to question the likelihood of execution of whatever comes out of their mouths. Um, yeah, you know, talk is cheap, it, it's especially just, it's, at this point, <laughs> after all these yeah. fucking years of being lied to uh, so by like, both Hextall and Fletcher. You're coming in here and saying, we're going to change things. No, I don't give a shit. That doesn't even phase me anymore. Like, it's just a bunch of media propaganda at that point. So, so I have a question, and you guys t- talked a little bit about this on um, fucking, what's the other one? Frequent Flyer. Um, turning into you here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we, we talked a little bit about um, how much this offseason is going to tell us about these two and, and the direction of the organization and how much we can kind of start to move that needle of trust, right? Yeah. What types of moves, or, or are there specific moves, and, and I have some myself that I, I know that I would want to see made, what are the types of moves that would kind of begin to move that needle for you to be like, okay, hey, this is this is smart stuff? I want a direction picked. Whether that be rebuilding, or if you're just going to go for it, like... I have a piece coming out tomorrow that'll be up by the time probably most of you listen to this. My uh, 23-24 opening night lineup predictions um, with some interesting names thrown in there that are are potential additions. But if you're 
clamoring for a fucking rebuild and that's your stated goal, then you better trade Konechny. You better trade Provorov. You better fucking start getting rid of some of the valuable parts here and act as a rebuilding team would act. And if you're not going to rebuild, well, then you better go bring me Timo Meyer. You better bring me Alex Debrinkat. You better uh, make an impact one way or another. If this roster gets run back nearly identically as it is right now, I'm going to be fucking livid because that's mm-hmm. not picking a pattern. That's the same one foot in, one foot out bullshit we've been in for 10 years now. I want some semblance of direction through their action. That is like the bare minimum of what I'm asking for right now. And it's just, if you're rebuilding, that's fine. I'll sit here and suffer through a rebuild. And this, or, you know, well, this is, so that's, we need your patience. Fuck so, your patience. You do not, this organization does not have the right to ask for my patience without them no first making a move that reciprocates that. So let's talk about that, though, because I do believe that a a rebuild in today's world, in today's sport, a rebuild can be far quicker than the five-year plan that it once was. (laughs) It doesn't need to be 15 years of endless suffering like Ron Hextel wanted. It does not have to be that. It might be a year or two, and you might be looking at a totally different hockey team, but there are very key decisions to be made. You mentioned you know, guys like TK, um, you know, Provorov. I still think that the not moving Sanheim at la- two years ago's deadline when he was an expiring um, and then going in and signing him for the fucking money you signed him to. Yeah. That to me, that was poor asset management. You could have. Hey, it you kicks know, in we, this year. We, yeah, we knew how, how much or, or how valuable first round picks would have been in this year's class and in next year's class. And we decided to pay this guy for, you know, eight years or seven years. Sanheim and Couturier. Um, and... <laughs> Wait until the bitter that end of Giroux. And... Um, you know, and look, hey, for, for what it's worth, the Giroux thing, it's looking like we at least, you know, we at least got something. Um, you know, something relatively interesting to watch at this point. Um, could have been worse, I suppose. Um, but no, you know, I do. I take... I think it was, um, I think it was Mike who had said it on Frequent Flyer about, you know, someone like a Scotty Lawton, um, you know, as a guy that's like, you know, he he might be getting offensively better every year somehow, um, and his, you know, he he's invaluable in the locker room by by all accounts, but you're looking to shred this regime, like you're you're looking to develop a new voice, you're looking to develop a new identity, and he his him and Couturier are two guys that have been here. For fucking ever. Mm-hmm. One of them you can move. Kind of have to move uh, um, a Scotty Lawton, in my opinion. And I thought that was an interesting thing to bring up. And I know that that's a minor thing to a lot of people. It's a guy making like three, three and a half million dollars a year, whatever it might be. But that to me signals a definitive change. But he's a leader. You can't trade. He's a leader who they won't give the captaincy to. Yeah. So who cares? That's what John Tortorella is here for, is to build culture. He's not going anywhere. Well, Same reason I don't believe Konecki's going anywhere. Because he's a leader. Fuck off. <laughs> shitty hockey players when he is. Mm. He's not shitty. No, he's, he's just not. Shitty. He's just not what we wished him to be. You know, like, we we really let the wish be the father of the thought there. That, that was a real problem. Like, this, he is a valuable middle six guy. He's going to get you, what, 50, 60 points, maybe, on a consistent basis. 
50. Yeah. That's that's fine middle six production. Who? You just can't count on him to be a dude who is going to sell fucking tickets, score 40 goals, and be a genuine impact player. He's just going to be. He would have had 40 goals if the pandemic not affected the 1920 season. You know this. Oh. I will have that argument. He will not, or would not have gotten to 40 goals. He would have had it this year if he wasn't hurt. Stupid. You should hear this shit people come up with the Travis connecting on Twitter to me. Good fucking lord, these people are insane. Well, he's a dude that was really easy to root for in terms of like... He is? In the beginning. I'm, I'm, he's one of the most difficult people to root for. Maddening to, to watch and, and cheer for now, but, you know, he, he was... um. He was kind of just an up-and-coming pest that was kind of fun um, when things weren't horrifically bad. Um, but they are now. <laughs> it's like, really don't have a lot of room for that guy. Yeah. Well, he ain't I'll, going I'll anywhere, so get used to it. I'm fine with him here in the middle six, provided you get a genuine fucking top line that has explosive <laughs> talent. <laughs> and that's why he shouldn't be here, because that laugh. Because you're not going to get a line this year. You're Fuck not going to get no. a line last. You're never going to get a fucking top line. Are you kidding me? That's the whole gimmick. Well, not never, but no, it's never. It's never going to happen at this point. Not in my fucking lifetime, anyway. Oh, these allergies are kicking my dick. I do enjoy that though. The whole last week, Flyers fans spent their days yelling at me on Twitter with some version of their own. Uh, trust the process. Meanwhile, the Sixers got their asses kicked again. That brings me joy. <sighs> trust the process. Meanwhile, the team that started that is failing miserably because they're piles of shit. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, that one hurts my soul. I was going to put that on Twitter, but I did not need nuclear heat from two different franchises yelling at me. So I'll save it for this show. Well, yeah. That just hurts my soul, man. What a bad fucking game. We just talk uh, hockey on this hockey show. We just talk hockey on this hockey show. What? A teaser of what's to come. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine you hear that? You show the that's the the point where things stopped. I say that jokingly, and all of a sudden, all the listeners are like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> oh God. This computer is not shutting up either. I don't know what is happening. It's not too, too bad. Because I put a whole bunch of shirts on top of it. Oh, that's good. And move my mic. I'm like... Start a fucking fire. Well, you know. I also have the two extension cords plugged into the old phone charger over here. Yeah, Great. Still, so. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Can't wait to investigate your house's fire. <laughs> that's a pretty open and closed uh, investigation. God damn it, dude. <laughs> um, oh. You want to do some questions? Sure, man. Uh, this person says, favorite and least favorite seafood. Um, so I'm not a big seafood guy. Um, Neither I am I, actually. Yeah, I can't remember if we've talked about that or not. Um, oh, no. So not sure I would say my favorite is, is probably flounder because it's one of the most mild that you can get. Um, my least favorite... Hmm. 
probably catfish. Like that was not a pleasant experience. And that very well could have just been like the restaurant that I had it at, you know, probably isn't exactly known for catfish. Um, but did not love that. So I would say that. How about you? I love crab. Pretty much enjoy lobster. Yeah, Pretty least much. favorite is uh, clams and mussels and shit like that. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, I can't. Can't do it. Me either. And it sucks, man, because it's it. It smells good. Like it's it's a. It's an interesting dish that you can do a lot of creative things with, and I am just. I'm out, man. Mm-mm. I can't yeah. do it. I'm with you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really eat much fish. Me either. Uh, yeah. Um, maybe maybe once a month, if that. Yeah, this person asked, if you were running for president, who would be your running mate? You. Yeah, it was just <laughs> shame. <laughs> Without question. <laughs> yeah. Be my be my vice president. I would bring this guy up on stage as my vice president and say he got stung by a bunch of bees before he started. Everyone would feel really bad about that, so then they vote for us. There you go, and then they'd see us at our 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 victory speech. And I still look this way, and they're like beginning to think he's just fat. <laughs> yeah, this person says, "What's the scariest horror trope in movies?" Ooh. Hmm. So jump scares don't really get me. Do they get you? Not particularly. That's not horror. It's just. It's just. It's a, well. I guess it's a. Well, it's a. It's an it's underlying a uh, thing in the horror genre. But the one that sticks with me the most. I don't even think it was a fucking movie. I think it was a video game. Once upon a time, and I don't remember which one it was off the top. Of my head. I would need to fucking look all that shit up. But it was a long hallway that was dark, but there was light at the end, and there was like a fucking tall guy there. That would then run at you. So you only see a silhouette who then run at you. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> um, I feel like that was like P2. Um, I don't know. So it's it's so hard because um, I don't really get scared during you know movie experiences. Um, so I think the biggest thing for me is like what can what can draw some angst to me. So I think for me, anything in horror movies that I could see is like this is this could conceivably happen to me right now. That is something that like if you execute that well, um, you know, that is something that that will that will kind of stick with me during a watch experience, um, you know, so the realism and, and, and things like that. Um I don't know. That's a good question, though. Um, I'll have to go back to some through some of my favorite like horror slash thriller movies and and see what kind of what kind of gets me. Yeah, this person says, "Have you ever tried going vegan?" <laughs> you want to answer that for me, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Shane's ever tried it. No, no. Shane tried going explicitly fast food once. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We've talked about this before. I don't eat fast food, but um, no. I what is the? Have you ever tried any type of like diet or or uh, or like food choice 
Mm, I guess it would technically be vegetarian a couple times. Okay. Um, nothing, you know, long sustained stuff. Can't um, imagine because you did lose your shit at a barbecue you were invited to that was yeah, a vegetarian yeah. barbecue. More just, uh, I haven't done a couple of years. I actually got a new juicer for Christmas and just haven't broke it out yet. But oh, nice. there would be weeks at a time where I would try that and just straight fucking juice and nothing else uh, <laughs> of different uh, fruits and vegetables. But other than that, a couple times a year, um, I don't think I've ever done anything. I try to cut bread out every once in a while just for funsies, and I just can't do it. It's the best thing to eat. I love I could eat bread and pasta every That's my problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, not only is, like, bread, like, good, but it's in fucking everything. Yeah. Like, the <laughs> sandwiches, burgers. Cheese, like any fucking like majority of food you can get, hoagies, like anything in this fucking area is bread. Yep, dumb. So, did I tell you that I, I have a new nutritionist thing that I got kicked to? You mentioned it passing last week, but I know we did not explore it. Yeah. Okay, so part of it is like you know I had my introductory meeting with this uh, with this gentleman, right? And he asked me like specifically what my goals were and I was like look man I I understand that this is a long term like this yeah. yeah I was like this is a long term process I know that realistically you know I, like I won't be able to get myself to a place in like a couple months that you know I I look different you know regarding time um just just everything right and he's like all right well you know what type of dietary choices you know do do you want to make he's like you know do do you have interest in like going vegan um and i was like absolutely not and he goes okay like vegetarian no and he goes all right well um have you tried keto and i was like not doing it and he was like well you're gonna have to make some dietary changes in order to see results and i was like i get that i was like but the dietary changes i want to make are to learn like specifically the portion control of each of these different food groups that i can still have them and enjoy them I am not like I can't food is such a, an important part of my life because yeah. because I cook right like it's one of is one of my passions so if you're going to take away or if you're going to dr- dramatically change that so I was like look man I'm not cutting out all the bread I'm not cutting out all pasta um, you know I'm not cutting out all of cheeses but I will begin to track this differently and, and eat things in moderation right so it was like a week um, you know, and I put on their, you know, turkey burgers, right? So I made turkey burgers. I never eat turkey burgers with a bun. I always feel like if I'm going to eat a turkey burger, like, that's fine. I'll, I'll, this is what it is. I don't eat a bun. Um, he had the audacity to sit there and be like, great choice without the bun. And I'm like, all right, all right, pal, <laughs> I see what you're doing here. So the next day specifically, I specifically, I made myself a chicken cheesesteak, right? Obviously there's bread there. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to make it a chicken cheesesteak wrap. So I'll throw some lettuce in there. I'll put it in a wrap instead, right? And he goes, great job. Maybe lose the wrap. That's an unnecessary carb. And I was like, you're fucking fired. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm out, man. I told you I'm not cutting this shit. I will reduce it. But I'm not going all out. I'm not going all keto. And he goes, I really think you should go keto. And I was like, I really think you should find a new client. I can't do it, man. I have no interest in doing it. Bread's too good. Pasta's too good. Get out. So I had to pay six months for a dude that I used for two weeks. Gave him the boot. So stupid. (laughs) 
they asked me why I got rid of them, and I was like, try to stop make or you try to make me stop eating bread, and they're like, well, <laughs> should you? And I'm like, probably, but I told them I don't want to do that. I got I rid like, of my nutritionist because be... he wanted me to be healthy. <laughs> it's not even that, <laughs> that man. bastard. Like, you can't like if you if you talk to a client and they sit there and they're honest with you, right? And I told them cooking is one of the things I'm most passionate about. I want to learn how to effectively eat and manage myself throughout the week that I can still enjoy things maybe just in different moderations, right? And I'm like, I'm here. I'm all in. I'm being honest. I'm talking to you. Everything's great. And he's just like, not a problem. No fucking bread. Fuck you, dude. I'm eating some bread. I think I ate like on two different days I had bread. And this dude was just fucking P.O.'d. God damn it, dude. P.O.'d. P.O.'d. Fucking lame. Uh, this person says, what would be the batting order of a brotherly pod baseball team? Hmm. That's All a right. good question. All right. Um, well, I'm the only one with the confidence to hit a home run off Shohei, so I'm clearly batting cleanup. I'm without question our best hitter. So. Yeah, you're leadoff. In today's world, I'd be a leadoff hitter because you'd want me to get the most at bats. But in what I still believe is the most effective lineup, I would be batting either second or third. Um, let's see. Okay, take second then. I feel like Katie is, she's got to be the shortest one, right? Katie would fucking rake. I feel, but I feel like she could be like a leadoff hitter. Yeah, she could be, you know. So it'd be like Katie, then me. Nick at three? Do we think Nick can hit? Uh, I would I would have went Mike. I feel like lawyers, like, they all have a, an athletic background in some capacity. <laughs> like, you just wouldn't expect them to. And then there they are. They're like, oh, yeah, it was a state champion. Bah, bah, bah. Okay, Mike at three. I feel like Mike at three is a good, a good bet. You and your fucking lunacy thinking you can hit <laughs> one home run in 100 uh, attempts off Shohei. I guess you're hitting four. That's dumb. Uh, Nick or Phyllis five. I put Nick at five. Fair. Who the hell's even left? We got Phyllis. We got Manny. We got uh, Noah. Uh, Noah. Noah's a turn the lineup over guy. Yeah. I feel like he's also probably pretty fast. So that's probably a, a quality quality spot for him. I feel like him and Katie are interchangeable with one or nine or one or whatever our last number would be. Who the fuck is even on this network? <laughs> Phyllis and Manny are the only two left. So who's batting after Nick? Phyllis uh, or Manny? Who's that, six and seven? Yes. Does it matter at that point? No. Okay, then we go Phyllis Manny. All right, Phyllis, then Manny at sixth and seven, and then eight would be uh, uh, Noah. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That team's getting fucking no hit every night. Except <laughs> me. Bullshit. I think that's the next thing we should do is I should pitch to you one day on camera, and let's just fucking see <laughs> what happens. I'll give you 100 pitches off me. You won't touch one. 
You keep telling yourself, man. I, I, I've never been more certain of anything. I am more certain of that than I am that I will gain weight tomorrow. <laughs> First says favorite apple. Um, I hate apples. Shocking. Shane hates a fruit. <laughs> Actually, I really, I dislike a lot of fruits. Um, which I know is shocking. Is it a, a Fiji or a Fuji apple? Whichever one is the proper pronunciation. There's the um, best apple. Okay. All right. It's Fiji. I don't know it's what Fuji. the hell it is. Fiji. I think it's Fiji. Um, Fiji apple. Oh, it's Fuji apple. F U J I. Hmm. We we're both wrong. There's your throat making noises again. Dude, I'm I'm falling apart, man. Uh, how do we leave off? This person says, "Which fast food chain has the best chicken?" Well, we've established that neither one of us really eat fast food, so we have to kind of go through the memory bank right now. Cannot, that's not even something you typically get at fast food anyways, chicken. Um, I think Wendy's. Uh, that's the only one I can think of um, that is... I got a... Uh, I don't think I've ever gotten... Over the winter. I was there because they put a new one in in Quakertown because the one was like the sketchiest place in the world. So they moved uh, locations and built a brand new place and I was there and made one of them like huh. pretzel uh, bun bitches with a chicken and all kinds of wacky sauce on it. There's too much sauce and it was shit, but I so the chicken itself was really good though. Um, but I don't really huh. much to compare that to. I did have a coworker, um, one time bringing a bunch of, uh, Chick-fil-A for the, the employees and, uh, it's shit. And I'm are still gay. So all, you know, it's, uh, because I was about to say, are you saying that because personally they're, you know, we could agree that they're, I had to make sure nobody was company. looking when I tried it. I was like, oh, oh God, I'm making sure I don't break, you know, blow the cover there, but no, it's not very good. For a restaurant that specializes solely in chicken, it's a uh, shitty chicken. I don't think anywhere that specializes in chicken is very good around here. Like, there, there's a Royal Farms by us. I would fuck a bucket of KFC, but other than that, eh. Oh my god, dude. I forgot KFC existed. Oh. Are they still here? Oh yeah, there's one in Allentown. Holy shit, dude. I haven't had KFC since I was like 12. But one... I have very fond memories of that, so I will go with you on that. If I, that uh, is, yeah, I'm here for it. So I pass one every day on the way to work, and uh, I don't That's even think torture. about it most of the time. But it was after the pandemic, right when we started going back, and I passed. I was like, I need some fucking chicken. So I got some chicken and just jerked off everywhere, and it was it was as good as I remember it. But uh... <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say Roy Rogers. Actually, I think that's uh, you know, I used to. Uh... I used to stop at that one on the rest stop on the way, uh, or on the turnpike. I'm trying to remember which. Doesn't matter. But Roy Rogers, I, th- I think I'll go with that for chicken. Um, this, per- <laughs> this person asks, "Are you only childs?" I think children is the uh, proper uh, <laughs> word there. <laughs> uh, no, I have a uh, I have a younger sister and an older half brother younger sister is 
far more talented than I am in most things. My older brother is 6'4", way better looking, has great fucking hair. He's an accomplished musician. He's a writer. He got all the good genes. And there's just me talking on a fucking podcast from my basement. <laughs> so, my family's proud. <laughs> um, I have a sister. I know I'm not an only child. Childs. Childs. Childs, yeah. Could be yeah, a child, a sister. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. This <laughs> uh, person says, if you could invent anything, what would it be? If I could invent anything. Hmm. I would invent something to stop your hair from growing. I would just love to get the beard to the good, perfect length and then just oh, fucking just... keep it there. I get you. Because yeah. it's only perfect for like one or two days and you're back and then you have to fucking go through the whole cycle again. and It's dumb. No question. I think that's a good one. Um, I would invent a new uh, hockey team in Philadelphia. Yes. Um, I'd invite a computer that, you know that uh, blow up every time I try and use it. You know, you know that, sh- that shitty movie Wanted with Angelina Jolie? I've heard of it. I don't know if I ever... Uh... All right, well, there's a scene in it, or several scenes, I suppose. There's, like, a wax bath where you just, like, if you're hurt or something happens to you, you just sit in this bath, and I, you go in, like, some fucking coma for, like, two or three days or something, and you come out of it, and your body's perfect again. My Achilles hurts so bad, Dan. I would love to just take a bath in wax, fall asleep for several days, wake up and suddenly not feel pain. I think that's, that's the move for me. You know, or a pill that makes you never gain weight ever and eat whatever the fuck you want and work out as much or as little as you want. I'd be pretty okay with that. <laughs> uh, this person asks, biggest OCD situation or moment? Oh. This time of year. I feel like pet peeves for me are are a better question than OCDs, but it's um I have a husky and she's shedding miserably this time of year. Yeah. So I'm pretty OCD. She's not allowed in the bedroom, not allowed in the jersey room, not allowed in the studio. Like there are rooms where I just don't want any dog hair in whatsoever. And so she's confined pretty much downstairs this time of year. So, um, pretty OCD about that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, hmm. I don't know, man. I, I don't think I really have any like OCDs. I, I have, I have, like I said, I have pet peeves out the ass, man. I could talk about that forever, but yeah. Um. Hmm. I would say the one that's probably most consistent is, you know, you talked about guitars earlier. Whether I am playing my guitars or not, I change my strings, like, at least once every three or four weeks. Total waste of money. Yeah. I got fucking, (laughs) I think I have seven guitars in this house right now. I'm changing strings every week. It's stupid. 
Hmm. I just look at it. Because the problem is I have guitars in like half the rooms of the house. So every once in a while I'll just pick it up and I'll be like, mm, these strings feel like shit. So I change them. So dumb. I change them to not play them. Yeah. <laughs> and it would all be better if I just kept them in their cases and protected. But they look nice. I like having them in all, in all these rooms of the house. Just don't play them. It's stupid. This uh, person says, <sighs> try to get through that yawn, but this uh, person says, who inspired you to be a writer? I don't know if it's inspiration, but it was the shitty state of journalism in the Philadelphia Flyers from the uh, mid-2010s there. John Boric and shit like that. I could do better than that, and I did. It really was bad there for a while. Oh, yeah. Not that it's much better these days, but... Yeah, but, you know, there are other... There are national writers out there that will write on Flyers' behalf, and it's better. Um, who inspired me to be a writer? Um, huh. I don't know, man. I, I have a lot of, you know... Chuck Palahniuk is one of my favorite writers, um, you know, of, of all time. Um, I think when his books are good, they're great. When they're bad, they are dog shit. But, um, but he is such a recognizable voice. Um, uh, Aaron Sorkin, in terms of um, screenplays, uh, you know, or, or television scripts, um, you know, his execution of the walk and talk. Um, has been very consistently present in my writing as well. Um, you know, Stephen King, his book on writing is one of the best books I've ever read in my life. Um, you know, and that certainly helps, but I think ultimately what it really came down to was, uh, I, I think, you know, as a kid, um, and you know what, even, even now to an extent, um, you know, never really feel like I'm, I'm one person, you know, I'm, I've, I've worked so many different jobs. I've played for so many different baseball teams and I've met so many different people. And, um, I don't know that my life necessarily affords me the ability to just be one person, um, you know, or one version of myself. Um, so on the page is where I got to kind of do that um which is i know a rare serious moment on the pod um but yeah for for me it was having the the ability to you know kind of tell the stories that i didn't exactly have the courage to live so um that's where it all kind of started as uh, person says favorite brotherly pod episode title oh huh. Suck my dick lane back in the uh, ANN days. I just thought that was a good one. I don't remember the context of that off the top of my head, but that, that name does stick with me. Um, Roy Oswalt killed JFK, the very first title episode. That's awesome. Um, 
I still like the fried uh, or the uh, the what is it? The cheesesteak? No, fried chicken cheeseburger emporium. I think I got that right that time. Santa Flyer fans, fried chicken cheeseburger emporium. Yeah, that was a good title. Um, Cockter is in. Was a good title. Um, there's a uh, fried chicken cheesesteak sticker on this laptop right now there's one on the back of mine too <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have that one and the good poop <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid I'll be in a coffee shop typing I'm, I'm sitting there I'm working on my writing and I see people's eyes looking just little fucking cartoon versions of you and me just looking at each other. Good poop. So dumb. There I am in a fucking suit, and I have that on the back of my laptop. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah, this person says, your thoughts on MLB possibly expanding to Orlando? Is that a thing? Um, they already have two fucking teams in Florida that can't draw. They're going to put a third one there? <laughs> Actually, it is actually weird. You know, Miami always has a lot of young talent that, that's really interesting. Um, and they, they never draw. The Rays are always fucking incredible, and they never draw. Um, I, I haven't heard anything about Orlando. Um, I, I know um, Nashville, I believe, is uh, one site. Um and I want to say Oklahoma City is another. I can't. I can't recall if that's accurate or not. Um, or Vegas. That's right. Uh, you know, Vegas is the other one. Um, well, Oakland is relocating to Vegas, aren't they? Oh, that's right. That's gimmick? what it is. Oakland's moving to to um, to Vegas. So I think it is Oklahoma City then. Um, Look, I think anytime you're expanding, it's good. Um, I think that I I think with the MLB, I think there is genuinely enough talent across the board to warrant more major league teams. But I do not think that the health of starting pitching is genuinely viable to add more. Another, I don't know. See if there's three or if there's two more teams getting added, say that's you know eight guys, that's 16 major league ready starting pitching arms. I just with the injuries that are there, I just don't see it. Um, so I do think that's going to take some time. I could do it, sure, you could. Why not? You could probably hit 104 on the gun right now, yeah, with your left arm. Wait, are you left handed? Uh, not throwing, no. Okay. Oh yeah, just jerking it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, oh, yeah. yeah. Really. Western grip, my friend. First <laughs> <laughs> says fireside chat. What are the qualifications needed to be an NHL salary capologist? Do you need to have your own scientific calculator? Be proficient in Microsoft Excel? Have accounting experience? I am great at math and have been converting pounds, ounces, and grams for years to figure out if my Coke dealer oh, Martinez is ripping sake, me man. off. <laughs> Plus a late night ripping lines, uh, the prescription for figuring out this LTIR bullshit. Guaranteed, your resident Cokeologist knows Candy Ned. 
think you need to be have a degree in actuarial sciences. I feel like that's what it is. You know. Where the hell has Steve been lately? I think that's Cocaine Steve. Ned. Is that not him? Is that not his newest gimmick? I think it's is this someone else? Yeah, I think that's you know, fucking Manny. I think so. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I thought this was Steve the whole time. No, Steve got Steve left us hanging with his fucking a bucket or whatever it was. What the hell happened to that? Oh. Steve, it's Monday. God damn it! Well, Steve's busy. I've been sitting there. You know, I don't care. Um, I care, man. He's been helping me out. I'm sitting here, I'm starting a vegetable garden and an herb garden. The guy's helping me out. Oh, how gay. I got a lot of questions. I'm trying to eat healthier, man. <laughs> trying to stay alive for this show. Nothing else. <clears throat> Shout out to Steve. He's really helping. Guy's awesome. Hmm. Was that the, that was the last question? Mm-hmm. I love how you never tell me that anymore. You just sit back and you're just like, I wonder how long it'll take him. <laughs> Fuck you. Can <laughs> <sighs> 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 I have to restart this laptop when we're done here? Because this, this thing is not appreciating this today. And I don't know why. Who's to know? Who's to know? Does it do this for any of the other shows? You know what's funny is like, I don't think it does. Hmm. Like we just recorded Regan Flyer on Friday and I don't recall there being a noticeable problem. But, I don't know. Weird. <clears throat> Gonna have some editing to do here. Now I gotta replace the show backwards, essentially. <laughs> no, you don't have to. Oh well. Just be for the for the loyal listeners who actually listen through the whole thing, which is um a very limited audience. I cannot imagine anybody makes it through a full fireside chat every week. I don't know, especially this time of year, and we just fucking go right an hour and twenty minutes already. <clears throat> are we see, i never i never notice i never know where we're at sometimes we're at like 30 minutes and we're like oh shit we gotta figure out something to talk about other times we'll be nearing two hours and we're like we might have to split this i never know oh boy <clears throat> yep all right everyone before shane goes off on another fucking tangent here i likely would have too <laughs> who's to know um, so we'll, I don't know what the hell the schedule's looking like this week. I'm not even sure this episode is going up. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll see. I'm trying to coordinate shows during this show. Um, so we'll see. At Dan the Flyer fan, at Brotherly Puck, at Brotherly underscore pod. Plenty of shit up on the website, brotherlypuck.com. Check all that shit out. And, uh, Billy! Uh, You guys can get me on Twitter. It's at Shane underscore Mead. And as always, uh, continue to text in or call in with your stories, your comments. Uh, that includes you, you Sean, Shane, Sean, shit, shit, Steve. Steve. There you go. Jesus Christ. It's, uh, it's 267-227-0328. Uh, 
um, we do love it whenever you call stuff in. So thank you guys for continuing to participate. Yeah. And that's all I got. Okay. All right, everyone. Until next time, goodbye and good night. Thank you.